Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're, today we're going to be talking about psychological warfare. And I got to tell you, you know, it's so sad because we're in the day and age where our own government gaslights us, uh, especially around anything that they feel like they're correct about, like the environment and the border and all that good stuff. But the bottom line is psychological warfare involves a mental or emotional type of battle. And as opposed to, to practicing physical combat, psychological warfare actually utilizes specific designs, including propaganda, uh, maybe menacing statements like that, and, and, and they aim to basically adversely affect an enemy's rationale and actions. And as we can see, our media and our government has, has been full-fledged doing this at least for the last two years. And, and and if not longer, and I, I I would imagine it's been longer. But the the bottom line is is several intended effects of psychological warfare includes control, pressure, weakening the enemy in both mind and body. And psychological operations, which is called psyops, is connected to psychological warfare. Now psyops, uh, that's uh, P-S-Y-O-P-S refers to the actual military-based functions that are used to carry out psychological warfare. And these operations are planned to basically coerce people, civilians, enemies, to act in a desired manner. And so this psyops can be considered a type of, uh, I guess you'd call it brainwashing, since they seek to exploit and shape people's thoughts and their actions. And one example of psyops is propaganda. And it's a type of communication or advertisement that aims to influence a targeted group's way of thinking or decision making. And ultimately, basically the goal of a propaganda campaign is to compel a population to take action in line with a specific message by introducing influential information. And this outcome is meant to support the interests of the group that delivers the propaganda. And propaganda's intended audiences are wide-reaching all over the world. And civilians and people of all ages can be it use this stuff in a multitude of situations as we see in our society today. I mean, basically, our civil liberty is at stake. Uh, our sovereignty in this world as a country in the United States is at stake currently. And it's sad, but that's due to the psyops that's taking place and the psychological warfare tactics that's taking place by our government and by our media. And various psychological warfare tactics, methods, and means are used to disseminate propaganda. And so some of those elements are news outlets, television and radio stations are used as outlets to broadcast propaganda, reach widespread audiences across cities, and sometimes even nations. The media, 
posting propaganda on social media sites such as Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever uh, uh, illustrates modern uh, Twitter, modern psychological warfare techniques. And this can be used as hoax profiles accounts, which aim to influence viewers' beliefs either for or against certain ideas. Uh, some people back during the war, uh, World War II and other wars, uh, leaflets were dropped where civilian groups – and this was done in the Soviet Union, by the way, when they went to communism. And uh, basically these civilian groups dropping flyers from aircrafts into enemy territory prior to the widespread use of media outlets and the internet, this was an effective means of spreading manipulative information, particularly to remote areas. It was also done during the Vietnamese and the Korean War by the United States. Um, false flags. A false flag campaign occurs when one party takes a particular action and blames it on the other party. Um, our Democratic Party likes to do this. False flag events are designed and, and, and deception in mind as they are meant to convince the enemy that the event was perpetrated by their own enemies. Alternatively, in, other some, in some instances, a false flag event may attempt to deceive individuals into thinking that the action was executed for, for by a friendly party. An example of a literal false flag along with the origin of the term comes from the historical accounts of the pirate vessels that would basically uh, display the flags of friendly lands. And then the tactic was intended to mislead and attract merchant vessels, and then they would those pirates would take over those merchant vessels, and that's what the false flag comes from. So, you know, propaganda – uh, connects to one's belief system in the sense that creators basically aim to affect the recipient's thoughts and opinions with the hope that the recipients act on the newfound ideas. And this method clearly intends to take advantage of people's emotions. You know, we make the dumbest decisions in this world when we're emotional. If you make emotional decisions, you're you're likely a person who re-debates that decision over and over and over countlessly because you know it was done as an emotional decision. Uh, oftentimes people will get divorced and uh, do it as an emotional decision. And then they realize the consequences because you never know who you marry till you divorce them. You know, and, and talk about psychological warfare. That happens all the time during divorce cases. It's amazing the garbage that people will throw out at each other and, 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 and do that in front of other people who nobody even knows them and make a total ass of themselves and destroy their children's lives. But people use those, those, those moments, their 15 moments, minutes of fame, basically to use psychological warfare on their former spouse who they proposed to have loved cherished and has said vows, took a covenant before God, took, you know, did all kinds of, of uh, made all kinds of promises. And then uh, basically, guess what we have? Psychological warfare. Then there's white propaganda. And the information advertised by white propaganda is straightforward and likely to be relatively true. And if you think white lies are lies by omission. Well, you know, that's what basically white propaganda is. It leaves out certain details and gives you enough truth to believe it. And white propaganda's defining factor is that its origins are forthcoming and honest and likely visible and audible. 
Now, then there's black propaganda, and the information advertised by black propaganda may be either true or purposely misleading. And that kind of propaganda defining factor lies within the deceptive origin. So the individuals responsible for its distribution uh, uh, will claim that it was created by the enemy, and this, thus they basically uh, uh, will include uh, – uh, and encourage an atmosphere of distrust or blame towards an enemy. And then there's the gray propaganda. And this type of propaganda is very ambiguous regarding its origins, and it leads to a vague agenda. And since the creator is unclear, gray propaganda may generate confusion regarding its intentions. Gray propaganda is often used in political campaigns basically to mislead people to believe that someone is going to take a position that they hedge on once they get elected. Using false information to disorient and mislead anybody is not a new tactic. And it's, uh, you know, it's in fact, false signaling is not even unique to the human species. Uh, for animals and insects, they predate us using these techniques to feign weaknesses to predators, and then they ensnare their prey. You know, this is it done by creatures of all creation. But what does set human beings apart in this regard is the systematic production and distribution of false information to psychologically harm and using broadcast media, cyberspace, printed media, plain word of mouth, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. That's a quote. You know, it, it, and as the threat to take uh, effective psychological welfare becomes more pronounced in cyberspace, politicians must address this, but they don't. Um, and then if a foreign power could freely employ technical and political artifice to, to undermine our basic dis democratic uh, virtues, then this is the way democracy ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. And that is sad, but that is what's going to happen to our country if we continue down the path that we are. We are under psychological attack. And I would say it's not just us, it's all over the world. You know, it's at its core, psychological warfare is designed to impair the target's cognition, its critical reasoning capacity, and its psychology. And much like the hunting methods of a scorpion who first in, 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 it puts venom in the prey to paralyze it, then it consumes the body. So with psychological warfare, it also involves injecting false information into the mind of a target to paralyze its decision-making process, and then, if necessary, apply tactical force to overwhelm and destroy it. You know, it's how can we do that? How can we deal with this is really the question. And the one recommendation that would be readily uh, implemented if we could do it would be to establish a physical fitness program across the intelligence community that allows employees to take an hour break exercise believe it or not why because that's scientifically proven that exercise stimulates activity in the executive regions of our brain that means we become smarter when we exercise and let's hope that as human beings if we get more physically fit which you can always if you go to another country you can always tell an american because we're fat as hogs and everybody can see that we are much greater much bigger than most people in other countries um especially the the ones that end up going on vacation because they have so much money to do those things. But, you know, the, it's, it's amazing that, you know, physically healthy culture 
actually learns to take care of itself, but also takes care of society. And that has been also proven that a healthy culture, people that take care of themselves are mindful. They have better boundaries. They have a healthier psyche. And as a society, if we were very health conscious, we would probably do a much better job managing this kind of craziness. You know, uh, a team of scientists at the University of Arizona discovered that mental demands of endurance running may enhance the way which our brains process information. And this was done back in 2016. And, and that improves our executive cognitive function in areas like the frontal uh, uh, parietal network, which will be like the prefrontal cortex of our brain, which is up by the uh, on the right side in the front. The types of cognitive functions uh, associated with the frontal lobe area include abstract reasoning. It's basically what makes us a human. Uh, executive functioning, attention, and working memory. You know, if we exercise, we, and I know it sounds crazy to bring that up, but if we exercise and are mindful about ourselves, we'll be more mindful about our society. We will be more uh, concerned about the world that we live in. If you choose in advance how you want to feel in any situation, when you enter a situation, you breathe, you remind yourself to feel the way you choose to feel because you will have already prepared yourself for the situation and you'll be able to perform it optimally. You know, sadly, we as a society currently have basically allowed ourselves to be sold on the truth. You know, all of the propaganda out there, all of the psychological warfare that goes on in our social media and our media comes through making us emotional. And as we become emotional, we take sides and we defend and we get defensive. And so the more emotional we become while we're watching and listening to media and the more emotional topics they put out there and the more they focus on the emotional context, the more that they're going to get us to change our minds. If it's just flat logic, if it's just flat reasoning, uh, it's, it's much easier to, to detect whether that is going to be the truth or not the truth. And so the bottom line is, if we are more aware of how the media or how people that are talking to us, how politicians are talking to us, that how much they're trying to use emotion to influence the truths that they're trying to speak, the perceptions of their truths, then we will understand how leery we all must be in listening to their dialogue. Because when they do that, they are actually gaslighting us. The first practice controlling your mind during small challenges is when you get cut off in traffic or attending family gatherings. That's helping you become mindful. The more mindful we are, the better we are to get to logic. And the more we get to logic in our brain, the better we make decisions in our brain as to what we believe. Logic is called the response. We have the reaction. And then we have the response, and the response is logical. That's where we make choices about what we're going to buy as the truth. You know, you know, if you look through martial arts, once you're familiar with controlling your mind and detecting your feelings, which you find in the martial arts training, you'll find it much easier to control your mind and direct the feelings of your opponent and others.
And, and do not be thrown off emotionally because mental attacks and attempts to defeat you will always start with an attack on your emotional balance. So we want to remain rooted in our and, – and by the way, this uh, the samurais called this mushin, which means mind, no mind. You confuse your opponent with a very slight smile as if you know something they don't, and this will instill doubt and fear in your opponent. When faced with a mental assault, match and mirror your agitator's attitude and outlook. You become a fellow observer, a kindred spirit. And once you match this tempo, shift and then strike. That was a strategy in martial arts. That is a strategy in it. Use body language that shows you're not looking for a fight, but are willing to and able to go there. And, and just like a dog smells fear and bites someone, bullies also smell strength and power and will either leave you alone or obey your commands. And so if you're stronger than you think you are, you know more than you think you know. You can do more than you think you can. So you you want to allow yourself to basically flourish. And that is the, the pretext that we learn in martial arts and learn in mindfulness that will actually help us navigate through this society of lies and, and this swath of, of of media that gaslights our entire world to believe things that may not be necessarily completely true. Psychological warfare is a planned tactic use of propaganda threats and other non-combat uh, techniques during wars, threats of wars, periods of uh, geopolitical unrest, uh, to mislead, intimidate, demoralize, and otherwise influence the thinking and the behavior of an enemy. While all nations employ it, and the CIA lists that the tactical goals of psychological warfare, and they call it psi-war, or psychological operations, psi-ops, as we talked about earlier, is basically assisting and, and overcoming the enemies that you're going to fight. That's what they do. That's what the CIA is wanting to do. They also sustaining the moral and winning alliance of friendly groups in countries occupied by an enemy. Also, they, they influence the morale and the attitudes of people in friendly and neutral countries towards the United States. And they also achieve their objectives and, and by the uh, planners of psychological warfare campaigns basically attempt to gain Total knowledge of beliefs, likes, dislikes, strengths, weaknesses, vulnerabilities of a target population. That, my friends, is what China is doing to our country. That, my friends, is what Russia is doing all over the world. Both of those countries, all over the world. And yes, the United States is doing it. Britain does it. Everybody does it. We all do it. We all do it. But we're trying. What are we trying to do? We're trying to control each other. It's crazy. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. 
Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about psychological warfare. And, you know, there's this uh, non-lethal effort, basically, to capture people's hearts and minds with psychological warfare. It really, it basically employs propaganda to influence people's values, their beliefs, their emotions, their reasoning, their motives, their behavior of the targets. And the targets these days is the population of the world. It's just, it's non-military. That is where most propaganda is being uh, uh, circulated to society, to change society, to change people's values, to change people's beliefs, to change the truth of history, to change whatever they want us to change, which includes gender identification. There's just all kinds of crap like this that goes on. It's even in our school systems, you know, and it's sad. It's sad that we actually have to look at curriculum of schools on a weekly basis to figure out what our kids are being taught. You know, our governments, our our political organizations, our advocacy groups, the lobbyists out there are so screwy. Military personnel, we're seeing it even happen in our military uh, from to our population, where they will dis give us uh, uh, dishonest information, and and it's basically cleverly weaponized information. You know, and how do they do this? Well, face to face verbal communication, audio visual media like television and movies, uh, audio uh, only media like shortwave radio or or uh, Radio Free Europe or or Radio Havana or or if you think about it, you know, Sirius XM. And also purely visual media like leaflets and newspapers, books, magazines, posters. And then we have obviously the Internet, which is just piles and piles of of tons of propaganda on our Internet and on our phones. And we carry it with us all day long and stare at it. It's just amazing. But more important is how these weapons are delivered is the message they carry and how well they influence and persuade us. And so what we have to come down to is to understand that to defend ourselves, we have to be very honest about the kind of messages that we are getting. And we have to be very careful about what we choose to buy. You know, if you have a sense of morality, that is where it starts. That is where it starts. The other thing is if you have a sense of understanding that you know, everybody's more good than they are bad. Everybody is more right than they are wrong. They may not be right about a whole lot of things, but if we give each other the respect to even hear each other, 
then what we can begin to do is understand that I can have my opinion, you can have your opinion, and we can still get along as people. If we could get out of this tribal culture that's being built through this propaganda and this psychological warfare that our media and our government and our corporations are all making us buy into, we would become a much better world. And that is exactly where people came from in society. That's how people work together. That's how this country was built, by respecting each other and understanding each other's perspectives. We don't have to agree. Nobody has to agree, but we can hear. We can hear and we can decipher. But unfortunately, this stuff is designed to to brainwash us. The stuff in the media today is designed to give us just enough truth to have to believe them. And it's sad. But if you go from the battlefield, the, 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 they use uh, uh, visual shock and awe of a massive attack and pulling a whole bunch of troops or technologically advanced weapons on the battlefield for, for their psychological warfare. They use sleep deprivation through continual projection of loud, annoying music or sounds towards enemy troops. Uh, they do uh, the threats real or imaginary, the use of chemical or biological weapons, radio stations, uh, television stations will put false information out there. Also, uh, using random snipers and, and booby traps and, and terrorism techniques was all, is also what people will do during war and during times of peace on uh, countries like the United States at 9-11. I mean, think about it, you guys. It's just crazy how tribalistic this world is. And, and while it might sound like a modern invention, psychological warfare is old as war itself. When soldiers of, of uh, Roman legions rhythmically beat their swords uh, to, on their shields while they're employing a, a, a tactic of shock and awe designed to induce terror in their opponents before they ever confronted them. Persian forces uh, used to hold cats as hostages in order to gain psychological advantage of the Egyptians who, due to their religious beliefs, refused to harm cats. <laughs> so, Also, they would catapult them over the walls and over into the cities of the Egyptians, and that would horrify them because they believed that cats were gods. They were very, very close to the, the, the cats were a very uh, uh, cherished thing in their society. Uh, Genghis Khan ordered each, shoulder to, uh, each soldier to carry three lit torches at night. You know, he also designed arrows notched to whistle as they flew through the air, terrifying people. And in perhaps the most extreme shock and awe tactic, Mongol armies would catapult several human heads over the walls of enemy villages to frighten the residents. And so, you know, if you think about it, psychological warfare has been around forever and it will be around forever. But now it's been weaponized at society itself. And that's what we have to be careful of. If we think about it during the American Revolution, British troops were brightly colored uniforms in an attempt to intimidate a more plainly dressed troops of George Washington's army. However, this proved to be a fatal mistake because the bright red uniforms made easy targets. Um, and, and, you know, there's modern psychological warfare tactics, and they were first used during World War One. And so technological advances in electronic and print media made it easier for governments to distribute propaganda through mass circulation of newspapers. And on the battlefield, advances in aviation made it possible to drop leaflets behind enemy lines and get uh, non-lethal artillery rounds were also designed to deliver propaganda. 
During World War II, uh, uh, Adolf Hitler's rise to power in Germany was driven by propaganda, and it was designed to discredit his pol political opponents. And his furious speeches uh, mustered uh, national pride while convincing the people to blame others for Germany's self-inflicted economic problems. And so, you know, Germany employed these other tactics like radio broadcasts and, and perhaps the most impactful uh, modern uh, psychological warfare was uh, in World War II, American commanders orchestrated the leaking of false orders, leading the German high command to believe that Allied D-Day invasion would be launched at the beaches of Calais rather than Normandy. Um, you know, the Cold War, when uh, Reagan uh, publicly released detailed plans of highly sophisticated Star Wars strategic defense, that means satellites with ballistic missiles above the world and being able to attack from those satellites, it freaked Russia out. And that's why Gorbachev and Reagan settled. And we had peace for a while. Unfortunately, we've got this Putin turd in office and uh, he's out to destroy the world of course because he wants power he likes power he enjoys it you know and that's the other part it's sad but all over the world people want power and and there are people out there that will do anything to get power and the, there's these dictating leaders out there that that they they just thrive on the ability to have power and it's unfortunate and we've got this creepy little American president doing the same thing. Um, also, uh, September eleventh uh, uh, terror attacks on two thousand one. You know, it was a shock and awe campaign was done after that in the Iraq War, and it intended to break the Iraqi army's will and to fight and protect the country's uh, uh, leader, which was Saddam Hussein. And so, you know, in today's uh, ongoing war on terror, the jihadist terrorist organization ISIS uses social media websites and other online sources to conduct psychological campaign designed to recruit followers and fighters from around the world. China collects enormous amounts of information through TikTok, which they designed and they have full ownership of. And here we have all these kids stripping their lives down and putting everything out there and all these dumb people putting stuff on TikTok. And, and guess what? China's absorbing all that information and using it against us. Psychological warfare from early examples of being used to put enemies off full tilt during battle, the development of contemporary psychological operations is a cornerstone of human warfare. We all have to understand it. There is a long history of people using psychological warfare, uh, war tactics in order to gain the edge and also gain the edge of the people that they rule or the people in, the, in which they govern. And so, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there to make people turn and change their minds. And it's sad. There's also trauma. You know, psychological warfare offers those without the adequate resources to an alternative way to fight their battles, um, like Vlad the Impaler, Dracula. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a psychological tactician. But the roots of his psychological taunts were founded in trauma from his childhood when she was held hostage by the Ottomans. And it's thought that they learned the techniques of impalement during the time, that time in his life. And so one of his most psychological war tactics, as you guessed it, impalement. And so he would impale his enemies' bodies and leave them alive and leave them on whatever he impaled them on until they died. 
You know, the Soviet Union, the winter war between them and Finland didn't prove fruitful for for uh, the Soviet Union as they learned that the Finnish were not to be underestimated. One tactic of uh, psychological guerrilla warfare of the Finnish was that they practiced uh, making scarecrows out of dead Soviets. And so when the Finnish found a frozen dead body of their enemy, they stood them up in an area the Soviets would see. And in order to maintain rule over their people, uh, Vladimir, Vlad, uh, Dracula basically resorted to tactics of fear against noblemen. And for one such nobleman uh, complained about the smell of rotting corpses, he had him impaled in a larger stick. And that would, and then he would die having to smell while he was dying. He'd be smelling all the corpses around him. Also, we have to understand sound has a very profound effect on people's psychological well-being. You know, when sound is employed in warfare throughout history, there's been dramatic results. One is the Aztec warriors. They had a what was called a death whistle, which you can tell from its name was a whistle that sounded like death. And the Aztecs would go into battle, they would blow these tiny whistles, which were crafted to look like a skull. And naturally, in order to induce serious fear into their enemies, you know, they were, they, the enemies were already uh, afraid by hearing that whistle and knowing that death was coming to them. And so that in, in a, would have a traumatic effect on people. Psychological warfare is trauma. And we have to understand it. We have to understand that we are being traumatized by being uh, uh, basically being gaslighted by our media and by our civilization and by our society and by our politicians and by all the crazy people who will fall behind them. We are being gaslighted and we are being traumatized. And that's why today, mental health, if you're a therapist, you're probably working 40 to 60 hours a week, at least, seeing people because people are being gaslighted and traumatized. You know, information is power in the age of instant access news coverage. You know, com commonly, information is collected and used to sell an individual product, recommend a service, participate in community activities. You know, the information is often sought as something sacred and should be protected, like the, the, the world of data privacy and, and protections. Little exists nowadays to prevent the overwhelming flow of information intended to be consumed by an audience. There is very little of that going on. And with global events hitting the front page of social media websites like Twitter and Facebook, even Instagram, uh, CSNBC, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, Fox News, all of these guys, they're, it's propaganda, Lot, tons of it. Yes, we get some pieces of news, but we get it through somebody filtering that information and, and basically interpreting that information for us before we are able to even to process the information ourselves. It's like we're all stupid or something, but we're not. And that's the sad part of it. We're getting lazy as a culture. We're getting lazy just taking things on face value. You know, the, 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 the use of psychological operations is not new. It has major roots. And, and, and it's been around forever. It's ingrained in our culture. It's ingrained in our brain. And we all need to be very conscious that this is a part of our lives nowadays. It is a hostile 
part of our lives nowadays, and it will dictate a different future than this country was ever intended to have, and even this world was ever intended to have. You know, it's 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 just amazing how much social media is the battleground of for information, where news about any domestic or global event can be distorted. Dismissed, denied, or dismayed. Validating information displayed can be complicated to verify and accurately interpret. If you look at uh, the spokesperson for the president of the United States, the current one, they're sitting there disseminating half-cooked lies to us. And we sit there and listen to that. We actually have media that sit down at the White House and listen to this idiot people tell our population flat out lies and basically gaslight us. It's sad. It's horrible. And it's not, this is not the only president this has happened. It's all presidents have had people do this. And it's sad. But, you know, in this day and age, not even our government will stand up for the truth. And that is, is just deeply sad. And, and it'd be natural to be curious about the 21st century, you know, development of a uh, foreign country actually looks like on social media. One frequent player in the scheme of manipulated information is Russia. 2017, Russia created and deployed an information operation force, an actual part of their government. We all have to understand we are an under attack, and it's intended to create information warfare machine by exploiting popular topics on social issues like abortion, gun control, ethical groups, police d- discrimination. And basically what happens is those voices get heard, and the quieter voices, the ones that are actually telling the truth, don't get heard. That's because they heighten that energy. They heighten that that emotional uh, context, and then they hype people up, and they act like a bunch of crazy gorillas. It's sad. But, uh, you know, if we look at that, if you have information operation forces, which would be our FBI, which lies to us, and our CIA, which lies to us, and our government, which lies to us, we have these crazy parts of the governments all over the world that their whole sole purpose is to do information operation. That means disseminating improper, untruthful, bent information. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. You know, the bottom line is psychological warfare is used to separate the unity within any uh, society, population of people. You know, topics of this nature and degree are very uh, contentious. It makes really good fuel for manipulating information to spread. You know, if you look at the current crisis going on in Ukraine, global psyops were conducted by the Russian government uh, as to cause an insight and provide adequate uh, uh, provocation for military action by using misinformation on a multinational scale to try to justify their invasion. And some of the skewed information is disseminated was demoralizing members of the Ukrainian military just prior to the invasion so that they would be weak when Russia invaded. And they would have to defend that information to the world. And Ukraine itself was not the most honest partner either because they've they've had quite a bit of psyops that they've used on the world and quite a bit of gaslighting that they've done to the world. Even domestically, the use of psyops is used by private entities to further their agenda. Look at Mega, which is uh, uh, basically a, a Facebook. You know, that, that whole thing is designed as a psyop operation. And, and it's, it's, it's also been backed by a political ideology, which is the democratic government and the Democrats. The Democrats using the government and using agencies and using the FBI, using the CIA to conduct any kind of form of psyops that they can delude the people of society to believe whatever they think and whether they believe is true so they can get their way. They can manipulate and they can do whatever they want to our economy, to our lives, to, to our resources, to our food. And they basically have generated us into a recession. And now we're going to have to live with interest rates through the roof. And guess what? They did it on purpose. They opened up our border. Oh, no, we didn't open up the border. Border's closed. It is not closed. There's two million people that come in this country in the last two years. It is absolutely open. The sovereignty of this country is at stake right now. And if we don't all wake up and understand that there's psychological warfare going on in our media in our resources, in our social media, if we don't wake up, we're going to lose this country. And it's sad. We need to begin to understand that we have to listen to each other. We have to disseminate information. We have to make a better effort to respect and hear instead of speak. People care more about what they say than listening. Listening is the most powerful thing you can do in this life. Listening. And guess what? If you want to give your children a gift, be mentally healthy. 
That would be the greatest gift you could ever give your children. But we can't be when we have a world full of lies. How many times have you turned on the TV or read a newspaper and all you saw were upsetting images of terror? Or for many centuries, military conflicts have been used uh, as a form of psychological warfare. If you think about the history of the world and the human population, it's utter boredom surrounded by war. That's what our society has been built on. That's what our world's been built on. The history of the world is utter boredom surrounded by war. Sad. It's sad. Psychological warfare refers to the planned, deliberate use of threats, propaganda, and other forms of non-combat methods. Uh, geopolitical unrest is something that, that all countries love to take advantage of to break this country down. China and Russia would, do, would love nothing but to tear this country apart in bit by bit. And, and do it through psychological warfare by continuing to stir up our population and tribalize our population against itself and eventually weaken our government. And we're so stupid that we're falling into it. But we are. We are. And we when we elect poor officials into office and they're weak minded and they're selfish and they want power. And what do they do? They give us more lies. And it's sad. It's sad. It'd be nice if the real people in this country, the real common sense people in this country actually ran our government, ran our country, the real common sense people. That would be wonderful. But unfortunately, that's not what we have. We have a system and a bunch of social media and a bunch of media that has been bought off. And there's basically six companies that own all major media in the world. And it's sad. It's sad that we have allowed this to happen. We've even created laws to protect them to do that. And that happened during Barack Obama. Um, you know, helping overcome the willingness to fight the enemy is what we have to do. We have to influence the attitudes and the morale of people in countries that are neutral and friendly. We have to gain alliance and we have to have friends. And we need to do that within our own country. We need to make friends with each other. During COVID, which was another PSYOPs operation, which they even messed up two years of our children's schools um, during this stupid false narrative that this thing was worse than the flu. It, yes, it did kill people that are frail, but guess what? Diseases do that. Guess what? That's part of life. You know, it's sad that we have allowed our society to get down this path, but we have. And 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 if you think about going back to the black propaganda, the gray propaganda, the white propaganda. So what is that again? It's fake news. Black propaganda is fake news. And it's deceitful and it's false. And it's associated to brainwash us. Gray propaganda is mainly truthful, but it doesn't have all the details. So they don't give us everything. They just give us the overview. Like the, uh, uh, I can't remember what they named the bill that goes uh, against the recession. But it doesn't go against the recession. But they called it, the, I can't remember what it was. But And also the white propaganda. The information only made moderately uh, biased and truthful and the sources cited. But that once again has that gray propaganda aspect to it where we don't get the full truth. You know, when out in the battleground... You know, it's just amazing that all of us in this world have to live in a defensive crotch all the time. Do you know how much energy it is to live defensively? But that's what we are forced to do. We are forced to either be lazy or disseminate. Be lazy or disseminate. 
And that is a sad thing because most people are lazy. Most people are mediocre. And that that's what's going to take this, this country down the bad path. So what is gaslighting? Because I've talked about it, but and I've even done shows on it. But some people try to be tall and basically, uh, 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 when someone constantly puts you down, they leave you to feel like you can't do anything right. When they make you feel worthless or bad about yourself in general, that is called emotional abuse, which is called gaslighting. And it can be defined as a combination of brainwashing, psychological bullying, emotional abuse for the purpose of domination and control. And the term gaslighting originated from 1944 from film Gaslight, which is a, 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 when a husband systematically tormented his wife by convincing her that she was insane, thereby robbing her of her of her own self worth and objectivity. But you know what? The world is now gaslighting. We are a world of narcissists these days. We have so much narcissism going on in this life, where people believe they own the truth and they are the only ones that own the truth, and everyone else is crazy. It's our our society is turning into a batch of narcissistic, individualistic, selfish, power-grabbing people. And the more that we go down that path, the more that we allow these people to lead us, the more we allow these people to listen to, to give a voice to us, the more we're making our life difficult. You know, in our contemporary society where disinformation, alternative facts, the, the divisiveness, narcissism – Gaslighting is often utilized in business politics, media, workplace, and obviously marriage. I can't tell you how many people get gaslighted in their marriage. And it includes companies that advertise addictive products to children and politicians who scapegoat entire groups to divide the country. Media talking heads who espouse and hate to gain uh, notoriety. Uh, uh, Executives who exploit employees for profitability. Uh, 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 relational abusers who blame their victims for victimization. You know, it's a, it, various research and authors have really studied this stuff, and there's a lot out there if you go look for the information. But the number one ingredient of a gaslighter is chronic lying. Chronic lying. And we have to understand that perhaps the most strident trait of gaslighting is the invention of the false narrative by the gaslighter. So here's how narratives work. I form a narrative, and maybe that narrative is all people are all, – all Republicans are bad. Okay, so all Republicans are bad. Now, I'm going to collect biased research to tell myself that all Republicans are bad. I'm going to research and research and research, find all kinds of information that will prove me right, and that's the only facts I'm going to gather. And then I'm going to make it a habit to form those facts, and then I will form a belief based on all those biased research facts, and then I will dictate outcomes based on biased research facts. And so that is the, the problem with gaslighters. They are, they are so deeply in belief of their own righteousness and correctness that they don't understand that they are also responsible for how people perceive them. And if we all understand that we're not only responsible for our perspective, but we're responsible for how people see us. And gaslighters do not want to take responsibility for how anybody sees anybody. They will tell you that you're crazy. And that's how gaslighting works. You know, uh, uh, people that say – 
you know, that, that, that somebody's a pathetic loser and they need to know the truth or, or you, you, you work your, your department as a waste of time and resources. How do you even justify your employment? You know, who, who gives a crap about their rights? They're not people. You know, people that talk like that is sad. We lose our humanality. We lose our humanness. We lose our morals when we gaslight. Normalized false, and we're learning it from our media day after day, minute by minute, all the time. Normalized falsehoods induce insecure complex is another form of gaslighting. And it's like psychological warfare. They, they, they gaslighting falsehoods are repeated and constant in order to overwhelm the relationship. And in many cases, the gaslighter induces an insecure complex in the minds of the victim who become beset with confusion, anxiety, shame, inferiority over their own identity and self-worth. Until the gaslightee breaks free psychologically. And that's what I hope all of us begin to do. That we break free of this. And we become understanding of what the term gaslighting means. And then flip it on our media. And flip it on our politicians. Flip it on our government. And help them understand that they can't do this to us. They, they are making us all crazy. As the gaslighter continuously instigates put-downs and marginalizations towards targeted individuals and groups, some victims may suffer the gaslighty fatigue. And that's what we're experiencing in our society today, where they are so worn out by the gaslighter's constant attacks and coercion and so tired or afraid of defending themselves that they freeze psychologically and tolerate abuse with numbness and resignation. And that's what we're coming to. You know, one of the key tactics of gaslighting is to stay on the offensive. Many gaslighters can become highly aggressive, hostile when called on their falsehoods and lies. And we have to understand that that's how they operate. They are always trying to intimidate. They want to isolate and divide. That's what's happening. That's why we have a tribalistic culture. Gaslighters artificially manufacture a siege mentality, strategically isolate the gaslightees from certain people, resources, information, support, and rights, and they may coerce the gaslightee, which is society today, to limit their interaction with friends, family, associates, wider community, broader media. Guess what COVID did? Wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't it beautiful what they did to our society through covid you know, soon after, uh, uh, you know, deploying uh, demagoguery tactics such as us versus them, divide and conquer, isolate and control, enemies are everywhere, I'm your only hope, the gaslighter places the gaslight in a psychological straitjacket and further establishes an authoritarian relationship. And this happens in our home. It happens in our home. And if it happens in our home, then it's okay to happen everywhere else. And we've got to call it. We got to call it, folks. You know, the, 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 the fake savior, the fake superiority myth. That's what Biden would love us to believe, that he's the savior. Jeez. And, 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 you know, Trump thought he was the savior. He did a good job running the government, but he's not a good person. And we all know that. The typical oppressor psychology, some gaslighters cast themselves as a savior or a hero or superior. The only one with the power and the solution to alleviate gaslightees, many issues and difficulties are real or invented. The truth is that most people that are in a marriage where they're gaslighted by somebody end up in divorce. And guess what? Maybe we need to divorce the gaslighters of the world. Maybe we need to make a new choice in our life to get rid of these turds that operate and corrupt our lives. We have to fight back. 
Okay, you're probably sick of hearing me, but that's our show. Thank you for listening. I love hearing from you, and you can do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com. You can reach out to me, uh, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You can also contact us through our new Facebook page and contribute via our Voice America webpage in the links section. Now remember, never go to a doctor's whose office plants have died. Also, bad news travels at the speed of light. Good news travels like a sloth. (laughs) Also, when you break people's wings, you forgot they have claws. And when groupthink happens, it isolates itself from the outside world and the information accepted. And that's Pat McMillan, by the way. Also, uh, Charles Bukowski said, The crowd is the gathered place of the weakest. True creativity is a solitary act. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 